Hey everybody, welcome back to an all-new episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. This week we have a very special guest, the very successful, very funny, very kind, Miss English Teacher. I can't believe like how much content you put out at such a high quality. It's really am- amazing that you definitely, I mean, you don't just use your phone, I'm assuming, right? Or do you? I do. It's just it's, my phone and I've got looks, like two microphones. The quality, because I mean, it's also, you're, you're very good at choosing your lighting. You just use a lot of natural light, which a lot of people don't uh, remember to do. And using sunlight and using like soft balance or like sitting in a certain window in a certain way, it's it, it just goes so far, right? Yeah, I think that's that's really key. And like, especially if you live in Germany. So um, it's funny, I'm always like checking the weather forecast and I'm like raiding, raiding, raiding. And I'm like, I'm freeing up the whole two days because like, you know, it's <laughs> it's sunny once every 10 days or so 10 months so once like, every okay. 10 months <laughs> yeah. exactly now i have to record everything and that's how i do it usually um first of all i would like to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast Come i'm on, a huge sure. fan like <laughs> you're so nice. funny thank and, you and when you texted me back oh like oh Oh, my God. oh come on <laughs> that's like crazy a little girl <laughs> no no you're the star here i mean when I, I i we got in contact and i mean your your followers are it's unbelievable i mean it's such a crazy like of all the guests you're by far like the most followed uh like the or the most famous if you want to put it that way guest. So I'm, i feel very i'm the one who's lucky like you never know who's gonna get back or respond to things I have, you know, the other, um, you know, that British guy, Liam Carps. Yeah. I, I had him on the show once and you never know what kind of interaction you're going to have to get, if people are interested and getting in touch with him to do an interview for this was like, I mean, I, <laughs> this is no offense to him or his team, but it was a bit like trying to book like David Beckham or President Biden or something. It was like agencies, managers, scheduled appointments, formal, formal language, like, uh, as per my last email suggested by Mr. Liam, da 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 and then, like, booking a perfect time frame, and then, like, really strict rules about, you know, what can be recorded, what can be shared, what has to be approved. I mean, all that stuff's fair, but it was really like, oh, my God, I had no idea it was going to be, you know, like, booking someone from the CIA to, t- <laughs> to chat on the show. So I was very surprised that I could talk to you directly, because most people do have to go through... Something like that. And you just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy that it's really relaxed. <laughs> wow. I'm so surprised to hear that. Uh, I mean, like, oh, actually, um, I'm part of this YouTube creators in Germany. Mm. And Liam was once like um, a guest. So he was like a guest speaker and so on. Um, he, he's a nice guy. Totally. I totally. had no idea that, that it was that tough. Yeah, but I totally understand you. Like sometimes, for example, there are these creators that I really like and like would like to support, you know, Um, like they're pretty like I wouldn't say like small creators, but they have like a couple of thousands. And I'm like, yeah, guys, 
follow this person. I really love their profile and so on. And like the person wouldn't even text me. I'd be like, oh, excuse the right? Just, <laughs> I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> it's uh, it, that's Obviously, a funny that's thing, right? Thing. Yeah, yeah, fashion. <laughs> It's it's so funny. Like I'm I'm still I feel so like virgin still to this whole game or this whole industry because I mean I wasn't really putting full time into content creation like I am now until you know this year, and it still is something that I feel like I'm always learning how to reevaluate my like financial worth, but also reevaluating. Um, what the rules are, uh, you know, like the rules of engagement, or if you will, like I'm still, I feel like everything is still not safe for me. I can't look at a part of this um, field and go like, well, that's definitely always like that, you know. And I feel, and I wonder if a lot of other creators who join in from other uh, career paths, like for example, me being so, you know. Um, being so unprofessional in, in a sense about all this comes from the fact that I was only doing music like all the way up until now. And I think it's might be even the same with Liam, um, but on the opposite side of the spectrum, because he is, he's a, he's very, he's very nice, but he's very serious. And I think that he was taking his basketball career like very seriously. And then when this started to, his content creation started to blow up, I think he just put that very serious mindset into that and treats it like a very strict, separate from his personal life, like business. And there's something, something to be said about that too. I don't know how you, how you feel about it because your your content is extremely educational and also very funny and charming. And did you, when did you like start, you know, when did you start making videos and getting feedback about it and feeling like this could be a path you could take? Well, the thing is this. Um, so after uh, Corona hit in 2020, um, I started working online. So I used to work at a university in Istanbul. And then I got married to a German guy. And then I decided to move to Germany. And one thing that I discovered was how much I loved working from home and online. And online. So I just started teaching online. There's this website and so on. And during my lessons, I actually have these characters sometimes, like, and I just make my students laugh. And one of my students was like, why don't you start creating content? I was like, ah. or maybe. <laughs> and I just started creating these videos. And my first, the thing, the funny thing is my first videos are so bad and difficult that all of my followers were native speakers only because English learners couldn't get them. Oh man. And yeah. And one of my students was making fun of me. Like my first video was like two minutes. And he was like, it's a short movie. What is this? <laughs> and <laughs> um so the first uh three to four months nobody took me seriously. Uh, my husband was like yeah she's homesick she she misses her friends and family. And yeah, you know, like she doesn't have so many friends in Germany. <laughs> Let her be busy with us. And then after that, um, I, I went to South Africa for three months and I'm um, sorry, for three weeks. And I was like creating content. And I started getting in touch with a lot of content creators and so on. And I 
I started getting these like um, offers from other pages saying, hey, would you like us to promote your page and stuff? So I was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, how much? Um, and then they were like, okay, you need to do this better. And you need to do this better. And then just like that, hmm. in less than six months, I had my first 10K. And then in, I think, after eight months, I had 300,000 followers. Oof, that's a big leap really fast. And then the next year, I had 1.5 million followers. That's so, so actually, crazy. I've been do doing this for just like two years yeah. now. Exactly this month is two years. And I went from, I remember the first month I started, November 2021, I had like 500 followers, all of them my friends. Mm -hmm. Most of them native speakers of English oh, yeah. who do not need my videos, but they thought <laughs> it was like just funny to having this amazing international follower. And I just like, I was like, okay, well, okay, this is crazy. Yeah. But the craziest part about it is the following. Um, people thought that when I had 1.5 million followers that I was rich. Right. Yeah. They also, they, a lot of people connect that you, the audience means that you're getting crazy money just for doing what you do. But it, it's, a, it's a very interesting, complex business if you want to make money doing it, right? Exactly. This is what people need to know is that um, so far, um, I, I think I get like over 10 million views every month on Instagram. And so far, Instagram has paid me zero dollars. Actually, I pay 17 euros for that, <laughs> for that <laughs> the right. blue tick. Right. So yeah. that people know because other people are being sold things and they think that it's me. But right. these people are creating all of these fake accounts, and people think that a Miss English teacher is selling this course, and I have no idea who that is. Indian guy is yeah. uh, or what product they're selling. So it's like, it's really a tricky business. So that was a very, very long story and very long explanation. No, no, no. That's what a podcast, Sorry, is. That's what a podcast is. That's, that's not, it's not like vibration room funk five minutes in the morning, you know, it's, <laughs> chat away. It's, it's, it's very insightful because it is, I appreciate you being so honest about it because you're right. It is it's such a weird thing that people have so many presumptions about. Even even I had presumptions about that. And I didn't even find like my niche or whatever until earlier this year. And you're right. I mean, it pisses me off so much that Instagram is where I, I think both of our audience is the biggest for, for what we do. And that you don't make any money from the views. It's just it it's just sucks. And even TikTok's creator fund and all that stuff is changing now. You know, you you get some money from the creator fund for for your streams, but obviously, the best uh, I think option for streams is still YouTube, right? Or how's that for you? Uh, for me, it's Facebook. I mm. find that Facebook pays like because um, both of us do reels, mm -hmm. and I think Facebook pays the most per views when it comes ah, to okay. reels. But I also um, I'm like this is off the recording, um, I can mm -hmm. later on get in touch with you and give you some tips on how to grow on YouTube because I figured that myself just like um, four or five months ago. So like in June, I had 2 million followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. With the same videos, I had less than 10K followers on YouTube. And it was so uh, uh, yeah. frustrating. That's for me. Yeah, my, my growth on YouTube is painfully slow. 
I will I will show you some stuff later on. And trust me, like I believe it's gonna be like a game changer because it's like it's not about the, the content that you put out there. It's just about knowing the algorithm. It's mm. it's it's the same for Facebook, for Instagram, for whatever it is, for YouTube. It's just about the algorithm and knowing what works and what doesn't work. Um yeah, the squirrel is back. I have two squirrels <laughs> in my <laughs> so you're gonna see him. Um, I, I say him, by the way, because I think it's a guy. But this one, the the, the black one. Um, yeah. yeah. So you're gonna see the squirrel feeding. <laughs> That's a charming like background feature from Munich. Is is definitely the squirrels running around the background. Um, yeah. But when you were like starting, when you were just very first making the videos, because you said you went from teaching at a university into doing it. Or like, did you always stick with exactly the kind of content that you're making now? Because for me, it for me it was shifted around a lot until I found something that kind of worked. What were some other maybe angles that you approached your content from? So first, I started as I said with these um, movies, um, but then <laughs> like <laughs> they were too difficult for English learners. And one time, this is really funny because like um, I was born and raised in Tunisia and I was in South Africa and I've got this like very nice necklace of like mm. this African map, right? Mm -hmm. And I have two characters. One is the teacher and one is the learner. And the learner is a bit of a, you know, like the, let's say a cool kid, but you know, like someone who doesn't really like to learn. Um, and, um, you know, like the one with a hat <laughs> backward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I had this video where I had both characters. And then um, for some reason, people assumed that that was a black person. Oh, okay. And I got so much hate. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this cultural appropriation? Girl, I'm African. Um, <laughs> what is it was like it was so bad you're so racist wow. and i was like oh my god i never meant to offend anybody um and so i stopped Ooh, yeah. doing those videos sure, and yeah. i went to doing other videos you know like teaching regular grammar like always um always poking people because it seems like when you teach someone and it's very nice and very useful, they're like, eh, whatever. But mm. if you're like, I bet you don't know this and you suck, they're like, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just true. It's such a, that's such a good technique to try and get them, you know, interested in seeing what you're what you're putting out. And then they kind of like over time fall in love with your personality and then they have a, like sort of a relationship with that uh, content creator person. Because it, it is it's a little hard to separate that from... Like, I, I feel like when I do my videos, if I'm not doing specifically this German character, that I'm really not so different from how I am in real life. And sometimes that line gets kind of blurred about, like, how much of myself am I putting into this, like, public thing. But I still, as long as I think it's funny and I and I stand by it, I guess it's not so not so bad, you know. I don't know. Your do you... German accent is just perfect. <laughs> how, how, did, how do you do that? That's really, I feel like probably by now there's, uh, it's gotten better just from having practiced it for so long. But at the beginning, it was just luck. I was just like visiting there. Like there's a couple of people that I based that character off of. And I feel like the character kind of shifts depending on what the topic is. But um, I have, I have two people in my life. 
<laughs> and one of the people is really purely the accent. Like just how this person sounds is I really just I'm just mocking this person they don't know and I'm just stealing their identity basically. <laughs> and the the other person is the inspiration for all of um Johannes that's his name. It's the inspiration for all of his um what do you say like his uh his his beliefs about things, his his rejection of things or his uh, negativity, his um the way he approaches whatever topic is usually based on the the second person and um yeah it was just like visit i was just visiting my parents in america and saw this store uh, like you know just a walmart or something that has just rows of all these plastic bottles of different kinds of water and i just thought what would like that person say they would probably like wonder where the glass bottles are where's the sprudelwasser like very simple joke to make but it worked it just i was like oh okay I was like, I can make fun of that person literally forever. So maybe I should just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I so relate with so many um, of your videos, especially like the way you say engineer. Can I, can I hear that? <laughs> well, I, I, there's some things that Germans say that I, I know they don't mean to, but as a native English speaker, it just sounds kind of icky. And like, like, and for me, engineer, when they say like, like, ingenieur, like this, like, it's this ooey, slimy, it's like I have snot in my teeth, like, ingenieur, ingenieur. And I, I just love like stretching that out and, and making it bigger than it is. But also my like least favorite German sound, like a German, I would call it noise, <laughs> is he, like the H with the A with the umlaut, the he. Was? Bitte? Hä? And it drives me crazy. <laughs> I hate it so much. But I also love it because it's kind of made made my career now being able to mock it. So. Yeah, but it's so funny the way you do it. It's just like so funny. <laughs> I'm going to request a recording of this, by the way, because the, it's apparently the couple is here. Like, you see, that's, that, that's her, the oh, brown yeah. one. And that's him, the black one. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You got the whole the whole crew outside there. Yeah. <laughs> so but the you... hair is so funny. Like I watch that 25 million times every time. It's just like I, I just can relate so much. Um <laughs> one time, um I'm sure uh you would have uh, enjoyed this if you were there. So I just came back from South Africa. And there are so many rules in Germany, and I honestly don't know that I'm doing something wrong. I'm not aware of the existence of that rule. Mm -hmm. So I came back, I was all chill, da -da 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 -da, super happy. It's January, it's cold, people around me not that happy. Anyway, I go to a DM, I want to buy a lip balm, just a lip balm, one tiny thing, right? Like this. And then after that, there was someone before me and someone behind me, and I'm a, I'm ready to pay. And I made the biggest mistake, the biggest mistake ever. I didn't put that tiny lip balm on the belt. Mm. So suddenly, mm -hmm. um, the woman, like the cashier, she started like, you know, like whatever, like checking the, the things that the guy behind me had. And I just like, you know took off my AirPod and I was like, in my very bad German, I was like, Entschuldigung, uh, die sind nicht mine. Um, and then the guy behind me just, just lost his shit. 
um, I didn't really understand what he was saying, but I assumed that I had to put my stuff there if I was before him that, you know, I needed to put it on the belt so that the mm. woman wouldn't, you know, uh, get his stuff. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to pay for. You have it. And then the guy went on and on and on and he started getting red and stuff. Oh my God. But I was still very cool. And I was like, what should I do? Like, should I get pissed? You know, it's these uh, these social situations. They're so crazy in Germany. I mean, maybe more in Bavaria than anywhere else. But you're absolutely right. Like these little social rules about things you would never know. You would never know that's how they're supposed to do it or or why. And there's no like mercy from them. It's like these robots, like this built in machinery for these robots to complete. And when, when someone does something like a human error, they just malfunction, like, and they're just, they're like, lights are spewing out of them and the arms are falling off. And like, the cashier just knows, like, boop, 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 boop. And then like, kata, like payback kata or whatever. And the guy behind is also just thinking about his stuff and how he's supposed to do it. And it's so crazy. Like people get so, and they get so mad. Like I've had Germans lose their minds over a parking spot. Like a parking spot, like dude, people are dying, and you're you're like losing your mind over six inches of where the car is. Like, give me a, it's so crazy, it's really crazy. Yeah, it was not lose my cool, uh, because you know I have that Arab switch in me that can be turned on at any moment. But I didn't do that anyway. So, <laughs> so I just gave her my lip balm and the guy was still like, you know, really upset about everything. And I was already on the other side paying. And then I was like, you know what? I just looked at him and spoke to him in Arabic. I was like, oh, and then the guy <laughs> just it was another level. You know what level it was? He had his arms behind his back and he started standing on his toes and going what? up and down. And he was like, and I was like, wow, that's another level. And I just left. <laughs> what is it? Is that like a, is that like a, like a predatory, like a dance in the wild or something like a, like a male predator preparing to like claw someone to death? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. It was super funny because the guy was so upset and I was like, wow, okay. I I really did trigger him. <laughs> but it was so funny to see that no one like very upset, like standing on their toes. I'm like, that's interesting. Like just going up. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I just laughed. <laughs> I was like, right, whatever. I, I I hope like he was better after that. Like he yeah, but but yeah, some some things like this. I have a lot of experiences here as a as the you know the uh, the foreigner uh, sure, who comes sure. from a very different culture so yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ha had you have a memory of um um an encounter with the german where they did feel the wrath of your a arab switch <laughs> oh my husband would very much give you many 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 examples <laughs> i don't he doesn't remember <laughs> i don't remember, but I remember once um, where people felt that, like, felt that I was very different. 
Um, two things, actually. Uh, one time I um, went to this wedding, right? And um, I I had no idea. I mean, like, I know that Germans tend to, you know, keep it always low-key and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, that was a wedding, you know? So the, the least I could get is a bit of, like, you know, glitter, some, you know, yeah. <laughs> some you wanna, gold. You want to look some... nice? You want to go for it. Yeah. Right. So I get out of the car. Um, uh, so I had this like nice dress. Uh, but the first thing I realized was when I get out of the car, um, the mother of the groom gave me this look. She was like, oh, the stripper is here. Oh, oh, <laughs> and I was like, wow. okay. <laughs> like it was a very, oh, wow. like she was shocked. Anyway, and then <laughs> after that, like I uh, went um, there and I started mingling and um and then after we went to congratulate the groom um i noticed a lot of people were looking at me um i will send you a picture later on of the dress i'm so curious now (laughs) i went to congratulate the bride and the groom the couple and um i was like hey congratulations so happy for you guys um then there was this awkward moment because that's where my like guys english was that was it and my german is not much better and then he just looks at me and says nice dress by the way oh I was was like, okay to so make things worse um the day was pretty dark so they had to turn on the lights Oh God! And because of all of the crystals and the stuff that I had on, mm-hmm. the lights were bouncing off my dress, blinding people. <laughs> Waiters like knocking glasses of champagne over. Oh dear God, my eyes! <laughs> I was like a disco ball in that <laughs> wedding for everyone to look at. God, talk about like not fitting in, like the opposite of what you would want to do. Baby is like, yo, I just want to be at the party, have a fun time. And then not getting that chance. <laughs> the thing is, in, in Tunisia or in Turkey, so, so like I lived in Tunisia for 20 years and then I lived in Turkey for 10 years and so on. That would have been a dress that I could wear actually to work. <laughs> yeah. But in a German wedding, that was like, I was very, I'm pretty sure those people were like still talking about this dress. <laughs> <laughs> They still have like eye patches because their retinas haven't healed fully from the burn. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That's a good story about like not not fitting in really or not blending in as an immigrant. I I, I wonder it must be so much um I mean I've had my experiences too, but definitely it must be different. Um, you know, as an Arabic speaking woman. Um, have you had encounters uh out in the wild besides this grocery store man where Maybe you were pleasantly surprised by someone kind of spotting you out or making you feel different or, you know, is it, do you feel like, I guess a better question is on a regular basis in your normal life, do you feel like seen in a, in a, in a light or do you feel the eyes of like confusion from the locals or something um, here and there or is it, is it less and less or, you know, how was your experience as an immigrant? I mean, like, I don't, I don't think really, like, I grew up in a mixed household, so I don't think that I have that much that, you know, Arabic side. Mm. Um, I think of myself as more of a, like, a Western woman who happens to have this, like, 
who happen to live in this other culture that is also really amazing. Mm-hmm. So on a daily basis, no, I don't feel that. Um, um, I just find Germans really polite. Mm. Um, they're really like, yeah, like I personally like love how nice they are. Um, they're very polite. Um, I sometimes get looks if I'm talking in Arabic on the phone. Uh, or in English with mm. my other friends. Like as long as you're not like as long as you're talking in a different language than German, then you're gonna get some looks every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, like my my like really like here um, the people that my surrounding like they're very very nice people. Uh, they're very. Um, understanding they don't judge they're super cool they're like i haven't really had any other experiences like the only times maybe like for example when we have guests over and like uh let's say like this is like how where i feel that i'm super different it's like when people come over and then like let's say we order pizza you're like you're my guest in my house I pay for your food. That's mm. how it works. But in okay. Germany, like yeah. mm-hmm. people would pay for their own food or like if I go to their house and then they just hand me their phone and they say, yeah, just order whatever you like and pay for it yourself. I find those things. So it was super awkward because we had like 15 people over and they wanted to pay for their food. And I was like, no, no way. That's not happening. Oh, wow. That's interesting. How does your husband feel about that? He must be right in the middle of it, huh? Yeah, because he's also like, he's super generous and uh, like, seriously, like, I don't know, like the Germans around me they they really do not fit to any of those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really like, understands me um but also he understands that his friends might feel awkward about it yeah um so yeah so he's like he's trying to explain both cultures <laughs> see but that's that's an interesting that's like a perfectly particular problem or like not a problem but like a you know a situation that you would only ha- be able to experience coming from somewhere else because G- germans really are particular about how they split bills at a restaurant down to the cent who had what okay and they're doing like math at the table or like you said they they don't they maybe feel uncomfortable having someone else buy their food just for for just whatever cultural reason maybe it's not even like a conscious thing but is it is it that you came to germany from from turkey because of your now husband or was it a different reason and you met here actually like um Four years ago, um, so I was in Istanbul. I lived in Istanbul for like 10 years. We had this amazing international community. And my bestie, she's Canadian, and our other friend who's Serbian. Uh, so the, the Serbian girl, uh, she was also like part of the group in Istanbul, and she moved to Munich. So Leila was like, oh, well, let's go and visit Adriana. I was like, okay, let's go. So it was like more of a girl's trip. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being married. <laughs> I think you're skipping a lot of steps there. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, I mean, I mean, I don't know how much you you want to talk about it, but it's so interesting to me, like how people ended up in Germany, because usually it's always for a partner or for work or sometimes both. 
And it's, it's uh, I, you know, I've had some guests on the show who came here for whatever reason to study abroad for a semester or to work at a job for a year or something. And then they meet a coworker or they meet a friend who knows a friend who goes to a party or goes to a football game and meets a guy. Um, so it like basically long story short, you came and you, you met him through some connections, made friends, and then pretty quickly was like, oh, I don't want this to stop. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's funny. So, so we met, uh, actually it was my, like I was here just for four days and I met him on the fourth day. So we had this very quick wow. date and then I went back to Istanbul and then we were talking like for, for a month or so. And then, uh, he came and visited uh for a weekend and then corona hit and then they closed the border so we were just like texting for like four or five months oh so you guys met just before covid yeah we met exactly one month before that's crazy wow and then after that um he started like visiting me and it was really amazing because because of I know covid had like I'm sorry for everyone who lost someone because of it and so on but it was great because we could just work from anywhere so mm-hmm. we were like renting apartments airbnbs everywhere like he would come and visit I would go I, I'm sorry now it's the opposite way <laughs> so now i'm in germany so yeah so he would visit me in istanbul i would visit him in munich we would go together to south of turkey work and so on and we were like that for like one and a half years mm-hmm. and after some time we were like okay you need to move here and so on so yeah but honestly like working online and especially that all of my students like are international and my income is very much it does not come from a particular german source uh i personally would rather not live in munich i love it it's safe it's very nice it's beautiful it's posh but i would rather live somewhere a little bit sunnier mm-hmm. warmer. yes yeah Totally. I can really More relate affordable. to that. <laughs> that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Because of my husband's job. So he has to be here. He has to be in Germany because of the Steuer. Sure. Uh, sure. Steuer rules or whatever. So, yeah. So that's why we're here. How about you? What brought you to Munich? Also for a German. Also for a German gal. I mean, it was exactly the same stories everyone uh, hears all the time. It's 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 really always like following somebody or following for work, which is so funny. Um, oh, but I I just had one question. I didn't want to. Oh, I had. Oh, I wanted to ask, like during the time, just because I I wrote it down during the time that you guys were were starting, like still talking, and COVID was happening, and you were getting into your content creation. Were you still like teaching remotely? And at one point, did you say I don't need to or want to teach anymore? I still like, teach. You still teach? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if you if you had stopped completely with that. No, I still teach. I mean, I know you teach through your through your platform, but I wasn't sure if you were still teaching at a university. No, I don't work at the university, but I give um always like one-to-one lessons. Okay. And okay. I mm-hmm. don't think I'm gonna stop because I know it might sound weird, but it's still like um a like at least thirty percent of my income. And that's not weird at all. Thing, and the second thing is that I um, <laughs> I use my students' mistakes 
to make videos. So when one of my students mm. makes a mistake and I'm like, I'm not writing that down. I'm not going to use it for a reel. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's really interesting because I was going to tell you earlier when we were talking about content that um, I was so... I'm I'm very I don't know if impressed is the right word because it maybe it doesn't convey what I mean but like the the terms and the words that you choose to elaborate on are so like interestingly particular it's not like a boring thing that anybody could learn it's a really particular like when you taught the word slippery the floor is slippery I thought that's really exactly the kind of thing that a foreigner wouldn't get or they might forget and of course, there's always like, oh, you know, hand shoes, meaning gloves. Like that's interesting too for people living in Germany. But when I saw slippery, I was like, that's great. Like that's such a particular thing, so specific. And I wondered where you got your inspiration. It must just be from, your, I guess, your students. And do you have other, um, like where else do you get your um, inspirations from for these? So one thing is, for example, I talk about that particular reel. Sometimes I see viral reels and I'm like, oh my God, this reel is so good. I would like to, you know, like this really inspires me. So somehow I would like to adapt this content to English learning, right? So I saw this video where like, um, you know, POV, like when you're on a diet, and then suddenly, like, you just slip and then the cookies land in your mouth. I was like, oh, this is amazing. But of oh, course. Yeah, right. The... <laughs> right. I forgot about that one. <laughs> so I was like, OK, I'm going to do the same, but in a bit of a different way. And I'm going to add my touch to that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's how I usually do it. Either, like, I add um, a bit of me or my students inspire me or things that I hear like, you know, I'm, I'm out with my Italian friend and he says a word and everybody seemed to agree. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, that's not pistacchio, it's pistachio. And they're like, no, it's Italian. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's Persian. The nut is Persian. <laughs> so yeah. I, there's so many like little small things that I always, he, always hear Germans saying. And I, it, you know, at some point when you have enough German friends and people in your life, you just don't, I mean, why, why would I correct them every time? It's not, I don't care. I'm just grateful that they're talking to me. You know what I mean? So there's, there's one that they get wrong a lot is um, forgetting child and children. That's for me, I hear it all of the time. And they'll say childs. Like, yes, he has um, two childs that he takes with him. And I'm like, Ch children, children. But I, of course, I'm not going to be like, excuse me, Marcus. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah okay. He's got two <clears throat> kids. Yeah, mm -hmm, sure. Right. Or uh, there's one like the, the present and past of like, um, like I'm going to tell you something and I told you something. They always switch that a lot. I always hear them saying like, um, I thought I, like, didn't I had told you that? Didn't I had, like, it's always like these double negatives, like, they, it's a trick for them to say, like, I, I thought I told you that already, or did I not tell you about that? They're like, did right. I not, did I not told you about this? Oh, okay. You know, and it's like this, oh, no, it's, it, like, it's so subtle that I, I don't blame them for not getting it, because it's so particular, but it, in my ear, it's like, ah, uh, didn't I tell you about this, you know? <laughs> It's just these little, 
uh, things like that. But so now you've been in Germany for a few years. Um, you know, I, I love seeing that you, you still incorporate so much of your culture and, and your blood and your life into, into your videos and into your life. Um, what would you say has become more German? Like, uh, do you, are you know, are you making sport? Are you drinking Sprudelwasser? Like, what about you has become more adapted to the culture, if anything? Yeah, that's funny. I, um, I would say recycling. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I was not doing it like this in the states for sure. <laughs> I'm very serious about my recycling. Like, like I, I had like my first <laughs> month. I got this amazing PDF like file that I printed out, and I'm like, oh "What goes God. where?" You know. And I'm like, when you finish your pot of Alpro, you need to take out the paper and throw it separately from the plastic pot. I'm like, "Oh wow!" And I'm like, Jason my husband who's german and i'm like that's not how you recycle that's not how you separate <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna make the joke that you printed out this recycling uh, like big pdf on the wall and your husband was like will you marry me <laughs> <laughs> she's Funny organized thing. and she recycles ah. <laughs> i'm more german than he is when it comes to that i'm the one who mm -hmm. always needs a um um a zebra crossing to cross do you wait at the red light when there's no cars yes sir <gasps> i am one of those how dare you <laughs> i know who hurt you who hurt you <laughs> but you know what's really funny from my perspective at least so um back home i was always the weird one who follows the rule you know who color mm -hmm. organizes her wardrobe who shows up on time adhd yeah no. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's real. I really need to check that out. I heard that most content creators have it, by the way. Like, sure. no shame. <laughs> no, no, for sure. <laughs> but the funny thing is, in Germany, I feel like Jane, you know, Tarzan and Jane. That's how I feel. I'm like, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so disorganized here. I am a mess. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. Wait, you feel uh, like that here? A little bit, yes. A little okay. bit. I feel I feel that way. Like I'm still one of those people who just like text someone and be like, hey, when I have coffee. Mm -hmm. And people I'm like, um, I I have the um 26th eleventh at 10 a.m. available or uh 0512 at 4 p.m. <laughs> okay. Do you find it uh, hard? Yeah, like you're saying, you know, do you find it harder to be spontaneous with friends here? That, that's something that I uh, pretty much immediately recognized and missed about coming from New Orleans, which is literally called the Big Easy. You know, everyone's very relaxed. Your friends can be very spontaneous. Um, there's not as many like strict social rules. I mean, that is a very German thing. But did you, you know, are there like social things like spontaneity that you miss? Absolutely. I mean, like I used to live in Istanbul and some of my friends were like literally to get to their place or to, to get to a a good meeting point for both of us. We needed at least one and a half hours to get there. Mm. And we still managed to meet like the next day, you know? Right, right. 
And in Munich, it's just like I, um, it's like super easy to get around, super small. When I first came, I was like, where are all the people? Yeah. Where are they? You know, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Yeah, totally. I know what you mean. It, it feels like a, it is like a spread out village. I mean, the buildings aren't even tall. So you just feel like it's like a, a village in a sense. Exactly. And now I have plans like for January 13th, like I'm going to this amazing comedian. He's got like this show. Oh. <laughs> I was so dumb. I was like, okay, who's she going to say? I'm going to write that down. Who's she gonna <laughs> right? It was insane. I was so lucky. I saw that. I was like, that's so nice. I didn't know you got tickets. That's very nice. Thank you. That's sweet. Of course. And then the next morning, I saw that it was sold out. I was like, ah, yes, I got mine. <laughs> that that was crazy. Like I I feel so so lucky and so thankful for that. Like I you know I've I've played that venue so many times as a musician, and I, you know your dream is always like when you play a venue and you're you're like promoting an album or whatever that you see those precious words like sold out. You know. And I never saw it. I always got the emails from the venue like, okay, this week we have 80 tickets. And the next week, like, we have 84 tickets. And you're like, okay, all right. But then this, I put this up and I went to a, a concert in Munich. And so I wasn't checking my phone for about three hours or so. And then I saw a, a DM on Instagram. You know, sometimes you can check the requests. Like, you just see, like, what are people sending me? Are, are people complaining about anything, you know? So I was, like, scrolling through. And the first, like, 10 back-to-back -back were already sold out. Can't be sold out, huh? Link says sold out. And I was like, that can't be right. Like, there's no way that's right. And I went to the page, and it said sold out. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I contacted the venue, and they were like, yeah, that was unprecedented. Like, we, it was, like, within hours. And then I, they wanted me to book like three nights in a row and just do like a whole weekend. But I, I don't want to do that. I'm too scared. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not until I have like a strong hour, I think. You deserve every, every one tiny bit of it. You you're really, really going to make, you're going to make me cry. You know that you're going to make me cry. It was very nice of you to say that. <laughs> but really like, this is so, like you deserve like you deserve it and you you i personally think that you deserve so much more recognition that's really nice i appreciate that that's really sweet i mean i i it's so cool to like be in the position now where i have the pleasure of getting to talk to other creators and people who are like immigrants in germany who otherwise i might never have had the even the intuition or the thought to do it you know what i mean like it's just interesting to be now just because i made goofy videos to be able to have like some sort of somewhat of like a bit of a social media, I, I don't like the word status, but like I got to a point where maybe people will check the messages from me like, oh, okay, maybe he's not like, you know, messing around or something. And then getting the pleasure to like have you on or have Liam or have these other uh, creators on that's like, it's so cool to just like share advice and also talk about things we miss from our home and things that we'd like about Germany. And um, yeah, I think it's been a very, very lucky special year. I'm definitely grateful for it. And it's the same, like you said earlier about COVID. It's, it's, it feels almost wrong to say it because you know it was so bad for so many people, but it was a huge benefit for me too. It was a huge turning point in my life. I had these, these like day jobs that were, that were good, but I didn't really like them. And it was just funding my creative stuff. And because of the, the extra time I had to, to put into content creation, which was just for fun, it ended up becoming like what I do and I have fun doing it. And it's like, what a miracle that is.
you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just like, yeah, I agree. People also don't know that it's a lot of time. Like once you have yes. this job, you never have days off. You yeah. never, literally, like you never have days off and they don't really realize that. Um, but yeah. Are you, are you, um, no, well, sorry, one quick. I was going to say, are you posting like when I talked to Calvin and Hobbes, uh, like each, each creator that I talked to has a little bit of a different system. And I feel like my system eats up so much of my time. I'd love to find a different way of doing it. But do you find yourself saying like, okay, I've got X amount of hours. I have this list of ideas and you knock out like three or four in a day and then drop them over the week so that you can have a bit of a breath? Or do you tend to like make one fresh and it goes out that day? No, usually I have like recording days. So writing days are every day. So whenever I feel inspired, whenever something is interesting, whatever, I am just always writing. And then I, as I said, like I have some recording days and I check the weather forecast and this. So I always have like a couple of hours there. But then of course, after that, there is editing, there is adding captions, there is this and this and that. Yeah. So I usually tend to have like always like kind of seven ready because I share one reel a day. Yeah, you're posting every day, right? I have to. I think like uh, in, in comparison to some of the, the people who do the same, I, I, I do a little bit less than they do. Some of the other you creators think? share sometimes up to two. Yeah, yeah, they're like, of course, that's some nice. people that, but probably that's not... have like a whole team. Yeah, and I was going to say, I don't even know if that's really necessary. When I talked to um, Calvin and Hobbes about their content, when it when it came, like I post every day as well, but I, I'm, I'm very open at admitting that like probably out of a two-week period, so out of 14 videos, probably two of those 14 at least are going to be reruns that I post from my older catalog if it's like a Sunday and I'm traveling and I just didn't have an idea like stacked up, I will repost things that I've done before that maybe the new followers haven't had a chance to see because it's from like four or five months ago. But when I was talking to them about posting every day, for them, that was insane. And they have they have a much bigger following than me, but they were like, oh, we just do like three a week. And for me, that's crazy. That, that feels like risky. I don't know. Well, I think... It depends on the niche. I'm not. I'm not yeah. really familiar with with uh, with these creators. Uh, I'll send you their, uh, their stuff. You've probably seen their niche. face. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Um, so first, like, no. Um, it depends on your niche. I find that some creators create a lot less, and everything they post is more visible to the audience. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is, um, for me, the deciding factor is YouTube. YouTube yeah. needs at least one fresh video every day. And that is like, even like reposts don't work on YouTube. Right. And right. you you need one to four shorts per day. And I'm like, on YouTube, you have to post one to four shorts a day. I mean, like if if um, yeah, I mean, like if if you really want one of those videos to go viral, then you need to 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 post a lot, and oh you need to please the system. You need to to check their the algorithm of the system, and you need to, so so for me, like I I 
at some point, like with Instagram, I was really upset because like, you know, I was not able to monetize. I don't even have that, you know, um, subscription. I don't know why. And then I was like, you know what? Well, I'm just not going to care anymore. And immediately, like within two weeks, I went from having 10 million views per week, uh, per, per, per month to 1 million. Like my profile was completely hidden from all of my followers. So I find what happened. That, yeah, you need to be very consistent. This is my experience, at least. You need to be very consistent. You need to be very present. You need to answer comments. You need to do this. You need to do that. And then again, it depends on your niche. And I find like mm-hmm. teaching is the most challenging one because people are always in the mood to watch something funny. I personally don't study German on Instagram. I follow them, but when I see them, I'm like, hey. but when I see your video, I'm like. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? <laughs> Bonus. I learned a general, German word today. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, educational is, is it's a fine line, right? Because you have to be charming and funny and interesting, but also a topic that people want to like stop their thumb on. All, you know, and then you have to d- develop the relationship. It's I, I think it is definitely very tricky what you're doing or more difficult for sure. Yeah, because like people are forced to go to school. People don't right. willingly go to school. Like there are a few of them, but most of the time they would be like, sometimes I have these amazing, like, I want to say amazing, but sometimes I have these stories and like, you know, some quizzes and stuff and I'm like teaching them and explaining to them. And then at the end, I got people who say, um, teacher, I answered all of them correct. What is my reward? And I'm like... The gift of knowledge, my child. That's very <laughs> Why? You want me to give you money? <laughs> what do you want to hug? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, oh my God, that's funny. Do you, because um, I mean, if it, if it happens to me where I am, it must happen to you constantly, but do you get rec- recognized a lot in the, in the streets? Never. What? But- How? What? Um, but, uh, for example, uh, I go to this amazing nail salon in uh, Rosenheimer and the owner is a really cool guy. He's a Vietnamese German rapper and his cousins in Vietnam know me. Oh, that's cool. So like, cool. Right. That's My favorite cool. Indian restaurant. Same. So, like back home, people are like, oh, I'm an English teacher. That's so um, cool. So, so Yeah. That's so funny. I would have thought you'd gotten uh, stopped all the time. I mean, because you, you, it's not like you have, like, you're, you're a recognizable face. You have a huge follower. Uh, you have a huge audience. I'm really surprised to hear that. Um, honestly, like, I don't, I don't know. I have never been stopped so far. Um, but, like, I think I have a huge following internationally, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got, like, a lot of Italian followers. Um, I've got a couple of like I don't know, like a couple a couple of countries there. Um, when in you... the U.S., I have a lot of followers in the U.S. Only. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I was gonna say when you check your insights, what what country and what city tends to be the highest, uh, you know, recurring. It depends. Like, um, of course, in the beginning, it was like Germany, like a lot, like like a huge percentage. But then 
in time. Also, it was Turkey. And then now, like all of, I cannot really know my stats because all of them are like fractions. Like you have 4%, like oh, sure. the highest is like 10%. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But I know like I have like um, followers in Germany, Poland, uh, Italy, Spain, Brazil, Brazil. Oh, I love Brazil. Like Brazilian Brazil followers. must love you. Yeah. <laughs> I love them too. They're the best. Um, but yeah, yeah Colombia. So it, it depends. Like um, Turkey, um, like yeah, India, of course. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so yeah, but honestly, I don't know. Um, yeah, but it, but that's kind of that makes a lot of sense given your content because it isn't necessarily like it isn't necessarily about being in Germany at all. It's really about just it's about learning English. So every country in the world can. Uh, think you can enjoy your content and that's amazing exactly. yeah well it's it's really cool it's really cool also to see like for example like i do something that i learned in turkey and then i figured out that people do that in russia in greece in india and everybody's like oh that's us <laughs> and i'm like oh cool this is amazing to see like you know different cultures and different things so, yeah, um, I would like to ask you a question that I'm pretty sure my followers would be very much interested in. Oh, now I'm scared. <laughs> really? <laughs> it won't be anything personal, though. Yes, the mustache is real. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Here, guys, it's real. <laughs> um, so many, many of my followers would like to move to either Germany or the U.S. Mm. Mm -hmm. So if you could explain to them like the pros and cons, uh, because you have, you know, like, you, you know, you have lived in both countries. What would you recommend them? And also if you could speak maybe a little bit slower so that they can follow. Sure. Right. Of course. Um, in, that's a really tough question, um, but I think it's an important one because both places have so much to offer and it really depends what you're looking for. It depends what kind of values are most important to what they're searching for. If it's, um, you know, a higher paying job or a better education or, you know, a better living standard. It's, inter it's interesting. I would say, generally speaking, that the United States has so many wonderfully exciting things to experience. I mean, it's an enormous country, right? So you have everything from the Hawaiian volcanic islands to the the Grand Canyon to New York City. Like, there's like this never-ending pool of fascination and adventure and excitement. Um, you know, f fun people. Um, crazy like this, if you go into the south of course there's a lot of issues with the south but it has the best food on earth <laughs> like the the seafood from new orleans or going up to um yeah i mean of course anywhere in the south the food is great but going to california you have all this um landscape and you have la and so i would say america has a lot of faults in the systemic uh like the governmental systemic uh, department. So you're going to be paying so much for your health insurance and it's not going to cover what you need it to. 
the streets are dirtier. Um, there's definitely, there's, a, of course, there's, you know, a lot of racism depends where you, where you're going to be. And if you, if you have an accent, what you might look like, of course, some cities like New Orleans, New York, you're probably not going to experience it too much. But if you end up like in Nevada or New Mexico or somewhere a bit more, uh, rural, it just might, it just might be that way, but it depends. Um, but Germany, on the other hand, um, is a place where if they're looking for, it sounds boring, but I don't mean it boring. If they're looking for safety, if they go, you know, America is wonderful, but it also has a huge problem with guns. And some people can't fathom being around that kind of world. And I totally understand that. And I'm very happy to be away from that. When I visit home and maybe I hear on the whole trip, maybe I hear one gunshot in the distance or something. Could It could just be hunters, but I still get this thing of like, I don't miss that. So being in Germany, especially, especially Bavaria, you know, yeah, I mean, I can really only speak from Munich, but Berlin, of course, is also very exciting and fun. But, you know, I feel safer here about my, my health insurance plan is amazing. I've had experiences here where I needed to take an ambulance and go to the hospital and get stitches. The whole thing was like 10 euros. I need to hear about the story. I'm pretty sure it was funny, though. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, like, euros. you're not privately insured, are you? No, I'm not privately insured. No, I'm with, with Lucky the, <laughs> that's also, yeah, of course there's issues with the, like private and public. Of course, that's, it depends what you, what you get or what you go for. But, um, I love that, you know, in Munich, I've left my car unlocked with like a bag inside that had a wallet and I didn't know a wallet was in it. And the car was never touched. You know, and feeling really safe. Of course, there's with all this safety and kind of with this strict regulation on things, you do get occasionally the sense that the rules are a bit too strict, that the people are a bit too stiff. You might get the sense that it's too boring. It's true. You might feel that way sometimes. But it depends who your friends are and, and it depends where you're coming from and what you're searching for. And I don't know. It's it's a very hard question because both places have pros and cons. I have cons. another theory why we are so safe in Germany. I, I personally totally 100% agree with you. I feel it's so safe. Like I could walk around anytime. I know I'm like really like sure that nobody would do anything. Mm -hmm. But I have another theory. It's just like I feel that in Germany... Um, once you make it, you get your visa, you, 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 you're, you're settled, then it's super easy to get unemployment money. And then thieves would be like, ah, oh, it's a lot of work to steal other stuff. The government would just give me money, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, I think like also welfare here, like it's really like plays a role. Um, like why, like crime rates are super low in Munich. I think it's six, six percent or less that's crazy yeah yeah and of course like we pay a lot of taxes and so on um right, also yeah. i i think one thing that is really different um so some of my friends uh moved to germany because they needed like they wanted to study here and i think they needed to pay only 500 euros per term to oh, wow yeah they were doing their master's degrees 500 euros a month that's it and I think in the U.S. it's really expensive oh, to, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and that's also part of it too. Like, there's some really subtle things that I don't even think about that often. About um, I, you know, coming from New Orleans, there just really isn't a public transport transportation system in place. You you have a bus system, but it's often late. It's often dirty, and sometimes it doesn't come at all. You have a, a streetcar, but it's very old. It's more of like a, a tourist attraction. Something you can be like, oh, look, it's the old streetcar. It's it's okay, but it only runs on main streets. So you still have to go quite a distance. And you basically just generally need a car. In a lot of places in the States, you have to have a car. So going there might mean that you have to always take Ubers or have a friend who has a car or get a license yourself, as opposed to, which is more pollution and it's more fossil fuels and all that stuff. Um, See, there's a lot the of German in you. Yeah, there's a lot of factors, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, get out. <laughs> but, um, what, you know, being in Munich now, I, of course, like I said, I have a car, but I'm so, I still get kind of excited, maybe not excited, but very like content knowing I can get to a place like, oh, I just take a train here and then I'm there. And that's almost like eight minutes, you know, like just taking a subway can be so fast and it feels efficient and it's, I, something I didn't grow up with. So getting to experience it here, it's like, oh, what a great system. It's almost always on time. You know, Deutsche Bahn is what it is. Of course, the, the S-Bahns and the big trains aren't always on time, but um, the the U-Bahns in Munich are usually pretty damn yeah. punktlich, as the Germans would say. <laughs> they are very, very punktlich. And uh, the system is very interesting. It's so efficient yeah. that it becomes complicated. That's it. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing about the German culture. The 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 systems that they've built in place are so perfectly punctual for the most part that they create weird little problems and weird complications because they have nothing else to worry about. <laughs> I have one question. You know when the train stops and they say uh, get off on the right. Mm -hmm. I never paid attention until I realized how important and how different your life can be if you can get on, on the right or on the left. <laughs> <laughs> I was stuck in Marienplatz for 25 minutes just because I left. I got off on the left, but I was supposed to get off the train on the right. Then I couldn't go down to catch the next train. Right. And I was yeah. really trying to, 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 to do that. And I was super confused. And then one of the German people, it, this was very, very like, like, I think it was my third or fourth month, just grabbed me when the next train came and he helped me and he kind of pulled me through the train. Oh, wow. Like, Here you go. <laughs> now we can get out. You're like, like thanks, German Superman. <laughs> that was insane. And I That's was crazy. never lost in Istanbul. Istanbul is huge. There are 20 yeah. million people. My friend from Canada who lives also in Istanbul, she got lost in Munich, never once in Istanbul. <laughs> wow, 20 million people. I didn't know it was that big. I mean, I knew it was a lot, but 20 million. Woo. It's huge. It's That's huge. huge. Yeah. Uh, Istanbul, I've, are there, are there, there are a lot of skyscrapers, yeah? Or no? Sorry? There, there are a lot of skyscrapers, like super tall buildings or no, not so much? Uh, I, I didn't hear you. Um, um, there are, but not that many and they're not that tall. Um, okay. there's only like one, like more. Like a business like the, district. 
yeah the business district there is also there i think trump tower and like but not so many all right but it's huge it's yeah. huge like the city like is like over yeah. i don't know like 180 kilometers or <laughs> i would love to right visit there the i've never i've never been but i would love to visit there you have to I'm, if I get the chance to go, you're going to be the first person I come to for a list of, of things to see and do and places to eat. Absolutely. I have a very well-organized Excel file and I have <laughs> friends who would actually be very happy. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> yeah, that's my weird, like the funny part is like I had it already when I, when I lived in Istanbul. So that's not my German side. I, I was born. <laughs> you were meant German. to be here. You were always going to exactly. end up in Germany. <laughs> Oh, that's but so I also cool. I have some friends who would be very, very like happy to to show you around. Yeah, that would be super fun. That would be really cool. Um, I think I think for me, I think I've got all my. Well, I didn't get to ask you too much about being born and raised in Tunisia, but um, I, I maybe it just it's good to save it for the next chat if we get to bring you back on sometime. I'd love that if you're if you're down for it. I'd love to bring you back sometime. Oh, this is so sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure, sure. I love that. And you're, uh, let's see, so you're, yeah, for people listening, I'll put the, the links in the description, but Instagram is Miss English Teacher and YouTube is Miss English Tea, right? Yeah, Miss English Tea. Spell it. Sippy, sippy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I have one last thing that I would like to say. Yes. This is like kind of like big for me. So a couple of months ago, I was contacted by this um, a German guy. He's a publisher. And he was like, hey, uh, I saw your videos and I love them. And he was like, um, would you like to write short stories for German kids? Oh, that's so cool. I was like, yes, I'd love that. Yeah. And then, so this is the project that I was working on lately. And then I contacted another English teacher. He's American. He's got 10 million on TikTok. And I was like, hey, Jesus, do you want to work with me on this project? And he's like really, really cool. Mike the Chameleon, he's amazing. He lives in Spain. I can put you guys in touch. That's so cool. In case you'd like that. And then I was like, okay, Mike, would you like to write this book with me? And he was like, yes. And we wrote this book. It's a mix of like adventures and fantasy. And it's for German kids. And it's coming out soon. Oh, that's so fantastic. Do, like, can, you say the, can you say the name of the book? Yes, it's Tom and Mindy's Adventures or Mindy and Tom's Adventures. Mindy and Tom, <laughs> Mindy's and Tom's Adventures. And it's going to be available. Where can people get it when it comes out? Can they get it online somewhere? Well, yeah. So um, we're going to have this website and it's going to be also available. So it's going to be available in English and English German and English Spanish. Oh, that's great. And it's, a, it's like, it's more of a workbook where they have this QR code and they can just go online and they can like, you know, answer comprehension questions, learn vocabulary and stuff like that. Yeah, that's and great. First, uh, yes. So That's so excited. fantastic. I'm so, I'm so happy for you. This, this just looks so great. That's such a great opportunity. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, so that was like one thing I wanted to add. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, thank you. I, I really appreciate your openness and for being on the show and for yeah for your time. And 
congratulations on your very, very, very well-earned success. And I'm excited to see your growth and I hope to have you back on sometime. And yeah, let's hopefully meet up. In, I mean, we're in the same city. Let's get a coffee sometime and uh, we can talk content or just uh, go for a walk and make fun of the Germans. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is really, really like, really, I cannot tell you. It's, it's amazing. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm a fan. So this is like, oh my God, this is so exciting. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And you're so funny in person and I really love your sense of humor. Um, I, I like a bit more of a spicy sense of humor, if that makes sense. That's that New Orleans Cajun spice, baby. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5. Thank you.